Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we'll delve into Arabs by Tim McIntosh Smith, published in 2021. This comprehensive work provides a fascinating exploration of the 3000-year history of the Arab people. It's a thorough examination of the conceptual origins and evolution of the Arab identity, as well as a contemplation of the dynamics that have historically divided and defined them. Tim McIntosh Smith, an author with a profound connection to the region, brings his unique insights to the forefront as someone who has resided for over three decades in Sana'a, the capital of Yemen. Macintosh Smith is renowned for his captivating histories and travelogues that vividly capture the essence of the Arab world. His literary prowess has been recognized on a global scale. In 2011, he was lauded by Newsweek magazine as one of the 12 finest travel writers of the past 100 years. Arabs is a book that appeals to a diverse audience. It is perfect for those who revel in enthralling narratives, individuals captivated by intricate transnational histories, and news enthusiasts seeking a deeper understanding of current events. Immerse yourself in this episode as we take you through a journey of discovery about a culture and people that have profoundly shaped our past and continue to influence our present. Arabs, a 3,000-year history of peoples, tribes, and empires. Introduction. Embark on an epic journey through the sands of Arab history. Imagine a saga that spans centuries, where the echoes of ancient civilizations blend with the rise of a culture that would shape the world. This is the riveting story of the Arab people, a tale filled with the ebb and flow of fortunes and philosophies that have indelibly marked human history. From the harnessing of water to nurture the first seeds of civilization to the pinnacle of triumph with Prophet Muhammad's message, the episodic narrative of Arab history is one of opulence, intellect, and enduring impact. The Umayyad dynasty, with its love for luxuries, set the stage for the scholarly Abbasid empire, which in turn anchored the intellectual underpinnings of the modern world. Betrayals that have withstood the test of time clash with the indomitable force of the Mongol horsemen, proving that Arab history is not just a matter of the past. Its stories and consequences ripple through to today. While political unity may have eluded the Arab world since the 7th century, the cultural and intellectual threads bind this diverse region into a rich tapestry that continues to influence societies far and wide. Within this narrative, you'll discover how the sartorial elegance of Arab kaftans found admirers in Tang Dynasty China, uncovering the origins of the English word algebra, a testament to the scholarly gifts of Arab thinkers. Furthermore, you'll learn about the astonishing influence of Arabic on the Indonesian language, with a staggering 3,000 loanwords attesting to the depth and breadth of Arab cultural diffusion. This expansive history is more than a timeline. It's a chronicle of characters, conquests, and connections that have shaped not just a region, but the entire globe. Part 1. Tracing the Ancient Arab Legacy Water, Trade, and the Art of War In the vast stretches of the Arabian Peninsula, a land of extreme climates and dramatic landscapes, 
the early Arabs carved a life defined by three elemental forces, the quest for water, the art of trade, and the strategy of war. Within this harsh environment, three distinct zones emerged, the rocky northwest, the sands of the central plateau, and the fertile south. Each played a pivotal role in shaping the lives of its inhabitants. Water was the elixir that dictated survival in this arid land, leading to contrasting adaptations. In the lush south, communities harnessed the skies, capturing rainwater through grand agricultural infrastructures that seeded the beginnings of organized political life. Contrastingly, in the harsher realms, people roamed as nomads, their lives a perpetual journey from one water source to another. These itinerant tribes, the ancestral Arabs, became synonymous with a certain untamed freedom that has steadfastly remained a defining trait of Arab culture. As time unfolded, the settled agricultural communities of the south and the roaming tribes of the wider peninsula began to converge through the nexus of trade. Around the first century BCE, the southern Arabs commenced caravans, transporting frankincense and precious goods over challenging terrain, with camels enduringly shouldering the weight of commerce. Trade, however, wasn't just a passage of goods, but also of culture, and poetry became the medium through which early Arabs recorded their histories, expressed their spirituality, and communicated over distances as the spoken word journeyed with traders. The earliest mention of these Arab tribes appears in Assyrian annals, which describe a battle in 853 BCE against Arab coalitions and their camel squads. For their neighbors, Assyrians, Babylonians, and later Persians, the Arabs were often seen as a thorn in the side, disrupting commercial routes and acting as formidable raiders. When the Arab tribes swapped camels for horses, their military prowess surged. With the addition of saddles and stirrups, they transformed into a daunting force, agile and swift on the battlefield. Yet despite their emerging strength, the Arabs did not see themselves as a unified people, but rather as a constellation of tribes with different allegiances. However, external pressures would catalyze a sense of unity among them. With the Romans pressing from the west and the Persians from the east, the Arabs were treated collectively by these formidable adversaries. This external perception gradually infused their own identity, and disparate tribes started to view themselves as part of a broader Arab narrative. Part 2. From Fragmentation to Unity The Cultural and Ideological Metamorphosis of the Arabs as the first century CE brought turmoil to southern Arabia, marked by bureaucratic disarray and looming threats from African realms across the Red Sea, the region witnessed the unravelling of its established order. Tribes migrated northward in search of greener pastures, and among them, two prominent families emerged as power brokers, the Ghassanids, aligning with the Byzantine Empire, and the Lakhmids, siding with the Persians. They were client states, with roving courts of opulence that mirrored the impermanent nature of their existence, constantly skirmishing as proxies for their imperial sponsors. In this milieu, poetry was not only entertainment, but the heartbeat of cultural identity. By the 6th century, Arabic poetry scaled artistic summits, crafting a linguistic and cultural cohesion that would lay the foundation for the monumental rise of Islam. 
and the crystallization of the Arab identity. Hand in hand with this cultural vibrancy came notable strides in warfare. With advancements in military technology, the once sporadic tribal clashes escalated into fierce confrontations. There was no central religion to unite them, but a potent ethical code prevailed, extolling virtues like generosity, hospitality, valor, and familial loyalty, timeless values that remain cornerstones of Arab communities today. The Ghassanids and Lakhmids gradually shifted from allies to adversaries of their imperial patrons. Their loyalty turned into defiance. In 602, an amalgamation of Arab tribes triumphed over the Persians at Dukwar, a watershed moment signaling a nascent, albeit temporary, unity among the Arabs. It was against this backdrop that a figure of profound significance entered the annals of history. Muhammad, a member of the influential Quraysh clan of the trade hub Mecca. The 7th century saw Mecca's elite engage in reflective retreats to the mountains, a custom that would prove consequential. During one such sojourn, Muhammad experienced revelations that would eventually become the Quran, laying the tenets of Islam. The religion revered Allah not merely as a supreme deity among many, but as the sole God. The poetic cadence of the Qur'an combined with Muhammad's innate charisma captivated a small yet swiftly expanding circle of devout followers in Mecca. Nevertheless, Islam's ascendancy was not without its detractors, and the new faith faced resistance within the bustling city. Part 3. Muhammad's Leadership and the Qur'an's Message Unite the Arab World To the elite of Mecca, Muhammad represented a formidable disruptor. His teachings threatened their cherished pagan customs and, crucially, the commercial interests that sustained their luxury. Sensing the increasing hostility, Muhammad opted for a transformative course. In 622, he and his loyal following embarked on the Hijrah, a pivotal migration to Medina, a city with familial ties to Muhammad's ancestry. The move to Medina marked a turning point. Not only was it the spiritual cradle of Islam, but it was also where Muhammad's vision evolved into a socio-political enterprise. Upon arrival, the exact reasons lost to history, the Medinans welcomed Muhammad and, in an unprecedented move, entrusted him with the reins of the city. Swiftly, he capitalized on the emerging influence of the written word and laid down a constitution that bound Medina with an innovative legal framework all the while enhancing the city's prosperity through strategic raids. In a short span of eight years, Mecca's leaders acknowledged Medina's ascent and in a stunning reversal of fortunes, opted for alliance over opposition. Muhammad's homecoming to Mecca was a moment of great triumph and symbolic power. His own clan, the Quraysh, was entrusted with the custodianship of the sacred Kaaba, a responsibility they have maintained through the ages. As word of Muhammad's leadership spread like a desert wind across Arabia, tribal chieftains began to pay homage to Medina. For the first time, the wide expanse of the Arabian Peninsula was united under a single banner, a feat as unprecedented as it would be unmatched. Muhammad's death in 632 presented a new challenge. During his life, Islam had surged to preeminence in Arabian society. The brief interregnum saw Abu Bakr, 
a close companion of the Prophet, leading prayers, and upon Muhammad's passing, Abu Bakr assumed leadership. Yet the question lingered. Could he preserve the unity so recently forged? Abu Bakr possessed a keen strategic mind. He understood that a communal adversary was essential to solidify Arab solidarity. The faltering Byzantine and Persian empires, neighboring giants in decline, were ripe targets. He rallied the Arabs under the shared cause of confronting these external threats, and his successor, Umar, continued this policy with zeal. Despite their resilience and storied history, the Byzantine and Persian forces were ill-prepared for the fervor of the Arab armies. Driven by the stark choice between expansion or disintegration, the Arabs achieved the unthinkable. They vanquished both empires, nearly concurrently, with their skilled archers playing a crucial role. Suddenly the Arabs found themselves at a historical juncture, masters of possibilities that stretched as far as the horizon. Part 4. From Global Conquest to Internal Discord. The Arab World's Transformative Years. With the fall of the Byzantine and Persian empires, a new era dawned for the Arab armies. They charged forth with an unprecedented velocity within mere generations, laying claim to a realm that stretched from the shores of Portugal to the steppes of Tajikistan and from the desert sands of Aden to the mountains of Azerbaijan. The wave of conquests introduced Arab culture, language, and administration to countless communities, while the Arab identity itself evolved, becoming less about ethnic lineage and more akin to a universal ethos, reminiscent of modern-day United States citizenship. Yet, amid this spectacular expanse, all was not well in the heartland. Uthman's ascent to caliph after Umar's death in 644 ushered in an era of venality. Favoritism ran rampant as Uthman showered his Umayyad kin with lucre and positions of power, sowing the seeds of discord among other Medinan factions. His rule was curtailed by mutiny, and Ali, Muhammad's cousin and son-in-law, was anointed as his successor. Ali's attempts at reform were met with opposition from entrenched interests that had flourished under Uthman. This conflict ignited a series of violent upheavals, culminating in the fiercely contested Battle of Siffin in 657. Out of the bloodshed of Siffin emerged a profound fissure in the Muslim community, dividing it into Sunnis, the adherents of the Sunnah, and the Shi'at Ali, the partisans of Ali. Ali's assassination in 680 only deepened the chasm, forever altering the trajectory of Islam and leaving his supporters burdened with an enduring sense of remorse. As the smoke cleared from this civil strife, the Umayyads' Uthman's tribe seized control with Muawiyah at the helm, establishing the dynasty that would relocate the epicenter of power to Damascus. The Umayyad era, while pivotal in Islamic history, ironically echoed the last glimmers of pre-Islamic rule, with caliphs indulging in wine and opulence, contrary to the puritanical image of Islam. Under the Umayyads, Arab culture bloomed in the realms of architecture and the arts. The Umayyad Mosque, a jewel in Damascus, stood as a testament to this golden age, marrying intricate mosaics and masterful woodwork. Arabic became the administrative lingua franca, with bureaucracy, coinage, 
and script uniting diverse subjects under an Arab national identity. Yet, along with beauty and bureaucracy, brutality was not uncommon. The Umayyads quashed insurrections with a merciless hand, evidenced by the slaughter of thousands in one Iraqi revolt. Nonetheless, the tides of discontent could not be perpetually stemmed. A rebellion was brewing on the horizon, one that would irreversibly transform the power dynamics of the Arab world. Part 5. The Abbasid Caliphate. Shifting the locus of intellectual and cultural renaissance to Baghdad. The downfall of the Umayyad dynasty was orchestrated by the sons of Abbas, uncle to the Prophet Muhammad. The Abbasid clan capitalized on the widespread dismay with Umayyad governance, rallying a diverse spectrum of the disgruntled, from the Persian underclass to devout Muslims who disdained the decadence of Umayyad rulers. With relative ease, the Abbasid forces dispatched the demoralized Umayyad army, whose gripes included unpaid wages. This victory propelled the epicenter of Arab power and the caliphate's mantle from Damascus to the burgeoning city of Baghdad. In contrast to their Umayyad predecessors, the Abbasids exhibited a dynamic style of rule. Although their tangible empire eventually receded, the caliph's symbolic authority endured, tenaciously maintained for almost eight centuries. Under Abbasid stewardship, Baghdad burgeoned into a beacon of sophistication, attracting intellectuals and artists to its environs. Borrowed architectural motifs from across the empire's vast expanse shaped Baghdad's skyline, with the hands of tens of thousands of laborers at work. The empire's pulse quickened as innovations in communication and logistics ensured that information and wealth flowed into the capital with growing efficiency. One could now traverse over 1,200 kilometers from Central Asia to Baghdad in a mere 12 days. The Abbasids oversaw not only cultural but also scientific and religious renaissances. In the 9th century, Caliph Mamun instituted the first codification of Islamic orthodoxy, transmuting diverse theological opinions into codified doctrine. His fascination with the sciences, geography, mathematics, and astronomy seeded the growth of knowledge, bestowing upon the English language words like algebra algorithm, and others rooted in this period's prolific scholarship. The Arab avant-garde sensibilities quickly became the vogue in other metropolitan centers. Illustrative of this trend is the Byzantine emperor's Baghdad-inspired palace on the Bosphorus shores and the Tang dynasty elite in Guangzhou, donning Arab haute couture with kaftans and turbans. However, as time progressed, Arab identity was witnessing a metamorphosis, increasingly removed from its nomadic origins. Of the 37 Abbasid caliphs reigning over half a millennium, a mere three were sons of free-born Arab mothers. The caliphs and kings became ever more dependent on their non-Arab counselors, military command, and courtiers, culminating in the political power gradually slipping into the hands of their Turkish protectors, originally employed as guards. Despite their sprawling bureaucracy and cultural advancements, the Abbasids were not immune to insurrections, such as the Zanj Rebellion by enslaved individuals in Iraq, which severely drained the empire's resources and resolve. 
Part 6, The Fall of an Empire and the Dawn of Arab Dispersion. The year 1055 witnessed the crumbling of Abbasid cohesion when the Turkic Saljuk tribe laid claim to Baghdad, wrenching control from the Turkic warlords acting in the Arab caliph's stead. Concurrently, various other regions like Persia, Syria and Iraq broke away to establish regional dominions, heralding a period of decline for Arab territorial unity. In contrast to this darker period in political history, Arab culture continued to disseminate and take root globally. Its influence in Spain, in particular, stood out in fields such as knowledge, architecture, and language, with Spanish integrating thousands of Arabic terms. Boundaries of faith expanded, stretching Islam from the western reaches of Africa to the islands of Indonesia. Yet, from the ramparts of Christendom loomed fresh adversaries. The Crusaders, who embroiled the Levant in religiously cloaked campaigns, aiming to seize wealth and exert control. This early chapter of European engagement mirrored the later age of imperialism, albeit on a smaller scale. Arab leaders, most notably Saladin, repelled these crusades, inadvertently planting seeds of inspiration that would blossom back in Europe, from the institution of hospitals to the cultivation of crops such as sugarcane, rice, and lemons. The momentum of trade and innovation was gradually shifting towards Europe. However, the Arab world braced for an even greater calamity galloping from the east, the Mongol invasion. In 1258, Hulagu Khan, descendant of Genghis Khan, decimated Baghdad, slaughtering its people, incinerating its crown jewel, the House of Wisdom, and rendering the Tigris ink-black with the remnants of its annihilated library. The Mongol tide was halted in Palestine by the Egyptian Mamluks, but the cataclysmic blow delivered to Baghdad left scars that would not heal. Over subsequent centuries, as the region reeled from upheaval and the Black Death scythed through populations, the last fragments of Arab sovereignty steadily faded. The capture of Granada in 1492, alongside the Ottoman Empire's ascendancy in Constantinople, further constricted the Arab domain. Flanked by the Mamluks, the Europeans, and the lingering shadow of the Mongol invasions, the Arabs' remaining frontier for cultural expansion was the azure expanse of the Indian Ocean, where their journey would persist, driven by the undying spirit of adventure and exchange. Part 7. The Age of Maritime Ascendancy and the Encroachment of European Powers The devastating onslaught of the Mongol conquests nudged the Arab world towards the sea, sparking a period of maritime exploration and trade that would rival the earlier territorial conquests in historical significance. The Arabs harnessed the dependable monsoon winds to traverse the Indian Ocean, connecting distant shores from Tanzania to Java. Much like their ancestors who once dominated land-based trade routes, they found fortune upon the waves, bartering in golden spices, and exotic goods like ivory and sandalwood. Arab seafarers became an ubiquitous presence throughout Asia and Africa. Illustrative of this is the Moroccan traveler Ibn Battuta, whose serendipitous encounter in Delhi with a fellow villager underscored the vast scale of Arab diaspora. The legacy of these voyages was not limited to material wealth. The cultural and linguistic influence of the Arabs was profound. As they mingled and settled along coastlines, 
Arabic script was adopted by diverse languages, from the Uyghurs in China to the Croats in the Balkans. Indonesian and Swahili, the lingua franca of the East African coast, absorbed thousands of Arabic words, a testament to the intermingling of cultures. Yet this golden age of Arab maritime dominance faced a formidable challenge in the 15th century, as the Portuguese set out in pursuit of the riches that Arab traders had long monopolized. Portuguese conquests were bolstered by formidable military technology and firepower, reflected in the massive coastal forts constructed to protect their newfound mercantile interests. The Arabs' pivotal role as commercial intermediaries was increasingly overshadowed by European colonial ventures, a sequence that saw the British and Dutch establishing their own empires on foreign shores. Compounded by the competition was a technological gap. The beauty of Arabic calligraphy, with its cursive complexity, hindered the adoption of printing technology, leaving Arabs without a means to mass-produce written materials. The first Arabic printing press only materialized in Cairo in the 19th century, centuries behind its Latin counterparts, steamying advancements in science and technology. In 1798, History seemed to echo itself as French forces, led by Napoleon, embarked on what could be seen as a modern crusade into Egypt. Although their occupation was brief, their legacy was enduring. They introduced innovations like the wheelbarrow, a revamped court system, and the novel concept of printed propaganda. Nevertheless, the most profound impact of their presence was the awakening of a distinct Egyptian national consciousness, a recognition of self born from the encounter with the European other. Part 8. Arab responses to European encroachment created a mosaic of reactions. In Egypt, the burgeoning national identity manifested itself through language, as Arabic became the state's official tongue. Concurrently, Egyptians embraced numerous European innovations, showcasing an ability to retain their cultural essence while capitalizing on foreign advancements. This cross-cultural assimilation was epitomized by the construction of the Suez Canal, a monumental enterprise that linked the Mediterranean to the Indian Ocean via Egypt, altering global trade dynamics. While Egyptians were finding a balance between traditional identity and modern marvels far across the Red Sea, the Arabian Peninsula witnessed a starkly contrasting movement. Wahhabi tribesmen, Driven by a puritanical zeal to purge Islam of any perceived polytheistic influences, embarked on a campaign of destruction. Their fanatical iconoclasm led them to defile the sacred resting places of Muhammad's companions, and their fervor spilled over into violence, as seen in the massacre of a Shiite village in southern Iraq. In the Levant, a wave of outward migration unfolded through the 1800s with people from Lebanon and Syria venturing across the seas to Europe, West Africa and the Americas. This exodus was so extensive that today, Brazil is home to an Arab diaspora larger than the entire population of Lebanon, a legacy of that era's mass relocations. World War I introduced pivotal shifts in the Arab world. The Balfour Declaration of 1917 sowed the seeds for the eventual establishment of Israel, without sufficiently considering the Arab populations already inhabiting the land, a directive fraught with inherent conflict. This was compounded by the Sikhs-Pico Agreement, which effectively dismantled the Ottoman Empire, ushering in a period where Arab lands were granted conditional independence 
under French and British influence, often delineated by arbitrarily drawn borders. Yet, rather than stifling Arab nationalism, the imposition of colonial rule acted as a catalyst. Movements for autonomy surged, with uprisings flaring in Morocco, Syria, and Iraq. Ibn Saud, allied with the Wahhabi cause, founded modern-day Saudi Arabia, finding in the United States a supporter for his kingdom's sovereignty, serendipitously timed with the discovery of oil. In the shadow of colonial rule, an influential figure began to emerge from Egypt, equipped with a charismatic presence that promised to galvanize the Arab struggle against foreign dominance. Part 9. From Nasser's Rise to the Challenges of Modernity The Arab World's Struggle for Self-Determination In a display of revolution that was as theatrical as it was impactful, Egypt shed its colonial chains with remarkable flair. The year was 1952, and a visionary cadre of army officers, spearheaded by the enigmatic and photogenic Gamal Abdul Nasser, orchestrated a coup that toppled the monarchy. Nasser, an indigenous ruler in a land long commanded by foreign hands, charted a new path for Egypt that was decisively its own. Nasser's dynamic leadership resonated beyond Egyptian borders, his voice reaching millions across the Arab world via radio transmissions. His bold stances, from the brazen nationalization of the Suez Canal to rebuffing American overtures in favor of a Soviet arms deal, marked him as a figure of defiance and a beacon of autonomy. Yet, while Nasser's star was ascending, the landscape of the Middle East was undergoing a foundational shift with the establishment of Israel in 1948. This created a seismic demographic flux. Jewish Arabs converged upon the nascent state, while Palestinians sought refuge in surrounding nations. The 1967 Six-Day War delivered a shattering blow to Arab unity and Nasser's prestige as Israel's swift military actions resulted in the capture of vital Arab territories. The defeat was a tarnish on Nasser's legacy, one he would bear until his death a few short years later. In the interlude that followed, the region saw the emergence of a more assertive and politicized strain of Islam, which promised a return to a purer, ostensibly less complicated past a stark contrast to the complexities of contemporary life. Autocratic regimes, religious fundamentalism, and cycles of violence became regrettably commonplace. It wasn't until the self-immolation of Mohamed Bouazizi in Tunisia in 2011 that a flicker of change ignited. The Arab Spring, as it came to be known, saw youth-driven protests against the established order erupt across Egypt Syria, Bahrain, and Yemen. This surge of hope, however, wilted against the entrenched power structures and, in some cases, gave way to horrific violence and unrest. What compels communities to support authoritarian systems? Perhaps there's a paradoxical comfort in attributing power to a strong man rather than confronting one's own sense of powerlessness. Today, the Arab world grapples with a profound melancholy wrestling with the weight of dashed expectations. Nonetheless, an understanding of history's nuances may yet light a path towards a brighter, more self-determined future for its people. Final Summary The narrative of the Arab people is an extensive tapestry woven with the threads of ancient desert wanderings, 
sublime intellectual pursuits, formidable military campaigns fueled by faith, and the sagacious seafarers who mastered the monsoon winds. This historical odyssey has witnessed the building and crumbling of empires, the creation of cities that became hubs of learning and culture, and the spreading of the Arabic language and Islamic faith across continents. In more contemporary times, the Arab world has found itself at a crossroads, grappling with the forces of colonialism that have sought to redraw its boundaries and redefine its destiny. The region has also wrestled with the emergence of Zionism, which has significantly altered its demographic and geopolitical landscape and the entrenched systems of autocracy that have thwarted efforts toward reform and democracy. These multifaceted challenges have presented obstacles to the social and political rejuvenation that many in the Arab sphere yearn for, yet the enduring spirit of the Arab people, shaped by millennia of history, remains a beacon of hope for the possibility of renewal and recovery, even as they navigate the complexities of the modern world. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.